Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. All right, it is the Buckeye Blitz, powered by DSP Media on FanStream Sports. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Tito Jeff Fidoff. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at that Happens. Listen, subscribe, all these things. Like the podcast. Do it all. DSP Media uh, on FanStream Sports. But... The reason I'm doing another uh, Buckeye Blitz for today, some news came out. Uh, Ryan Day had a press conference talking about the spring game. We've been waiting on some news on exactly what the format of the spring game would be. We kind of figure it would be was last year, which is mainly offense versus defense. And, um, you know, still be uh, scored kind of the same way they did last year where the six points for a touchdown, three points for a, a forced turnover by the defense, uh, three points for a three and out. And, and whatnot, that kind of scoring, but it'll be very. Um, he was worried about the depth coming in on a couple positions, specifically defensive end. He didn't really think he could do a full uh, Scarlet versus Gray breakup draft kind of team because he wants to be able to rotate guys in and out a lot more often. And so he thought offense defense would be the best way to go. But the um, they'll still play four quarters. He said they might do a running clock in the fourth quarter over the horseshoe. He also mentioned that uh, more than fifty thousand tickets have already been sold which is a, a good sign leading into the game because it's only midweek right now. You'll get a lot of people that will choose to go last minute. Um, and Ohio State has had, I think, upwards of, if not over 100,000 fans um, for a spring game before. So the big news that came out of it, though, was he was asked a question about the quarterback competition, which is something we've all been looking forward to seeing is how you know uh, Kyle McCord and Devin Brown do in this competition as uh, you know, we are now ending, it'll be the last day of the spring practice. There's April 15th. And then we won't see him again for a while. And uh, that's when the bombshell was dropped by Ryan day, that Devin Brown is not, not playing in the spring game. Said he had uh, something happened to his finger. He didn't say exactly what it was, but he did say there was something that just happened to his finger. Um, and he had to have some kind of procedure done on it. And he is not going to be available for the game. Uh, Day said it was not a serious injury. He expects to be back throwing very soon and have a full summer of work and ready for the season and all that. So he um, he did say that it, it, it's going to keep him out of the game, though. So that makes things a little more interesting. No Devin Brown. It's one of the things we're, we're looking forward to seeing. But we will see all four quarterbacks, all four other quarterbacks in action, is what Ryan Day said. He uh, also said he doesn't want to have a repeat of um, – 2018 with a quarterback battle and things like that. We, we want to be able to figure out who this is by the time the season starts and um, asked about the offensive line. Ryan Day said uh, he wasn't seeing the parade. He said it needs to keep moving forward. And he was asked about how he feels right now where the offensive line is at. And he said it's kind of he basically said it's kind of hard to answer that question because there's still so much time for them to go and to grow. And he said, if you had talked to me a year ago, you know, I might not have felt great about where Paris Johnson was at, and he looked at the, you know, where the growth was he had, and how and how exponentially he got better. And now he's going to be a, he should be a top ten draft pick in the NFL draft, but um, definitely a first round pick. So then he was also asked about the importance of, you know, the fact Devin Brown's not playing there, uh, playing in the spring game. Kyle McCord is, and about the importance of the way players perform in the spring game. And he say he remember back to where Justin Fields, when uh, he made his spring game debut. Now he'd only been in the offense for a couple of months after transferring over, but he said that when Justin Fields first took uh, some snaps in the spring game, he said that he went to went home that night and was concerned about is Justin Fields going to be 
a um, a viable starting quarterback force? Can we count on him to do these things that we need him to do? So he doesn't panic. He said, you know, that's, that's how he felt. You saw what Justin Fields was able to do to Ohio State um, in the time he was there, obviously. And now he's a star quarterback in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. Um, so he, he said that the, more importantly in this is getting guys into the, the flow of a game and see how they respond in different situations and seeing how not only the players, but the coaches also respond in different situations, trying to simulate some game things, but obviously you've got to be very careful to um, stay away from injuries. So, but seeing like in game situations, certain situations, are guys getting better? Are they missing assignments? How much do they know about what they're supposed to be doing in those situations? It'll be the first stringers against the first stringers, second stringers against the second stringers for the most part. That's the way it's going to play out, but um, it should be a great atmosphere over there at the Horseshoe. And he's again, encouraging people to get out there because he wants to have um, as real of a game experience for these players, especially young ones that are just now um, just freshmen, just coming into Ohio State and having a chance to play in the horseshoe in front of a live crowd like that. Uh, the uh, other thing I, that he brought up that I thought that Ryan Day brought up today in his press conference, by the way, um, that I thought was really interesting was, and I've always felt this way, that, you know, these guys get better by playing against each other. Because you've got some of the top, top offensive talent and some of the top defensive talent. Look at the numbers of stars coming in and how they performed at the college level. You've got four and five stars, button heads with four and five stars every day in practice. You're competing with four and five star, star guys every day in practice, which is a great thing. If you go to other schools in the Big Ten even, ones that are on the, the lower end, they don't get that opportunity. This is why the gap continues to, to stay where it's at. With the elite college football programs, Alabama, you know, uh, Georgia, Ohio State, USC, LSU, schools like that. The reason Clemson, I'm trying to make sure I don't forget anybody obvious, but uh, the reason is because they get to, they keep restocking this cupboard of talent. They keep adding in great players that they have to play against then and practice against to get ready in the season. Ohio State might not face a tougher opponent than Ohio State until we get to the Michigan game. It's quite possible that'll be the case that nobody nobody that they have to go up against will be as talented as the team they face every day in practice. That's something Ryan Day said. Uh, great confidence comes from practicing against great players. He was asked about some of the catchphrases, if there's a catchphrase or a, a word being thrown around that they use to kind of motivate. And it's, it's compete. It's always compete. You're always competing. And another thing that I thought was very interesting and he talked about tough love and a reporter asked him, uh, how do you incorporate tough love into football? And he went on this, um, he went on this, uh, I guess kind of a, a almost a poetic journey discussing love and football. And maybe we'll put the clip up. Uh, if we can get the link to the, the, um, if we can get the link to the press conference, you can go just a great thing about love and tough love and, comparing football and family and what you have to do. And it's very true. And it's something I think that um, that uh, is absolutely accurate when it comes to football and teams in general. But it's, it, it was really, it was beautifully said by him. And it was off the cuff because it was not something he had written out. He was just speaking from the heart, literally talking about love. Uh, lastly, the final question he got was about um, NIL and his role in the NIL world. Um if he oversees it, if he's like, what is, and he kind of laughed at that. And he just basically said, look, you know, we're still figuring this out. He said, I think 
there needs to be some guardrails in place when it comes to NIL. Um, he said, but he does not have the, the time, or, you know, or he can be allowed in a lot of these conversations about NIL when it comes to players and, um, and the, the companies that are trying to help with that. But he did say again that Ohio State's making some progress, making some inroads on on, um, on raising NIL funds. And it's something he said you have to continue to do. He'll keep going out and speaking on behalf of Ohio State. There's only so much he can do, though. But um, he was talking about Ohio State's uh, fan base. Buckeye Nation has uh, certainly been more um, active in helping out with this. And that's only going to continue to help Ohio State. You see in their recruiting class, they've got a great class. Um, 2024 built off, or they're off to a great start for the 2024 class right now with 10 recruits. We talked about some of the guys they've gotten in lately, um, four and five stars, all of them except one's a three-star among that 10-person class as it sits. He expects a big class there. But there's so much going on with uh, college football right now. I am Tito, Jeff Tito Fitoff. You can follow me at Fit Happens on Twitter. Listen, like, subscribe to this podcast, and we will talk to you soon. This has been the Buckeye Blitz. 